G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's turn our attention to the nation of Myanmar, Burma, with a notorious record of human rights violations. The Burmese military leaders have created a culture of violence, murder and fear towards the many ethnic minority groups of Myanmar. Well, hundreds of thousands of displaced people have made their way to the Thai border seeking refugee status. One Christian mission group called Hebron Youth Directions is committed to giving some hope and opportunity to people who are seeking that refugee status. Philip and Debbie Jami founded Hebron Youth Directions and Philip is joining us. Hi, Phil. Welcome to 2020. Hello, Neil. Good to talk to you today. Phil, the military coup in this past year, what sort of difference has it made to the look of and feel of how things are working with you? Um, well, it's made it especially difficult, especially after having to deal with COVID as well. But it's sort of taken the nation of Myanmar back a long way. It's like it was starting to open up with um, free elections, even though they're still controlled by the, the military. There was sort of a, that glimmer of hope. But since the coup and the arrest of all our elected government officials, it's it's really gone back decades and all the hope that people have had is, is quickly disappearing. Now, there are lots of minority groups in Burma who have Christian foundations to their entire culture. I mean, I guess you've got your arms open to a lot of people who are seeking uh, refugee status, but uh, which groups are you mainly working with from the Christian base? Uh, yes, well, we have many different uh, people groups coming across the border to us, but um, as our base um, borders onto the Karen state, which is one of the probably the, the best known Christian uh, majority of people there, it's um, it's the Karen people that we mainly deal with. Tell us about your base. You're in May Sot on the Thailand side of the border. Uh, what does your ministry look like? Well, we've we've sort of looked at this and and tried to work out how do we help this uh, deeply troubled nation and and we believe that giving the, the youth hope and direction and opportunity is the best way to to, to bring a change to the nation. So we've set up a a training, vocational training centre on the border. We have a large building there where our staff train in um, hospitality. We have a an operating coffee shop there and restaurant. So we train in um, uh, barista, baking, cooking, um, health and safety, um, customer service, and, and lots of other areas like that. We, we train in sewing. We have a guy that does mechanical training and we do a lot of English training as well. Phil, are there blockages to people who are fleeing the military coup leaders 
Are there blockages to them crossing the border into Thailand? Yes, definitely. At, at this stage, especially the Karen people, they are, there's many displaced people. As much as 100,000 are actually across the border from where we are operating at the moment. They are escaping the, the military brutality. Uh, they've got to the border. Uh, Thailand won't let them in. Um, they can't go back into Burma. And so they're all just making makeshift uh, accommodation in the jungle. So especially uh, the last few months has been the middle of wet season. So the elderly, pregnant women, families are just you know, it's just stuck in the jungle um, with nowhere to go. We've been sending um, supplies. We've joined with a few other organisations and have been collecting a lot of supplies for them. But the Thai government doesn't actually allow us to take it across the border to these people. So in essence, we've actually had to virtually smuggle supplies back around the border and truck them into the, into the groups there. You say there's 100,000 displaced people who are on the Burmese side of the border. When yes. you say military brutality, what sort of things do they face? Well, the Burmese military use tactics called scorched earth tactics. So with any people group that are against uh, their control, they will come in, uh, bomb the villages, burn them to the ground. Um, they will surround the, the village with landmines. Um, women are raped and killed. Um, civilians are used for mine sweeping or for uh, forced labour. Some of the, the boys are taken as uh, child soldiers. And so yeah, it's just just disastrous and horrendous what's happening there. So just once once it starts, just people, people are all on the run, trying to escape. Phil, is there any hope on the horizon for some level of political or diplomatic breakthroughs? Uh, as far as I can tell, there's none. Um, even the, the people of Myanmar are talking to us and they just say, why aren't people helping us? Why is the United Nations helping us? Why isn't the US, US helping us? And it's like there's a lot of rhetoric and, and um, you know, people saying things, but there's no real action happening. And even now, a lot of the youth, one of the problems that we're having at the moment is a lot of the youth are joining rebel armed forces to, to combat what the, the military is doing at the moment. And you say you're smuggling aid across the border. Uh, ways yes. that you can get truckloads of aid into uh, what is an enormous number of people. What sort of supplies are you able to deliver? Um, a lot of uh, food, obviously, rice and other um, food um, supplies, a lot of medical supplies. People have nothing for uh, medical emergencies, um, even things like hammocks. Uh, tents, just anything that they can get uh, shelter in. So, yeah, much of those sorts of sorts of things. And for those who are able to escape and cross the border into Thailand, uh, you've got, as you say, a 
vocational training centre that's operating there. No doubt that's helping a lot of people who are in this refugee status. How does that operation look? Um, Around our area, there's probably half a dozen refugee camps, um, which have been, I mean, this this crisis in in Miami has been going on for 70 years now. So a lot of these camps have been there for many years. Um, Kids are growing up in in them with no... Unable to get work, they can't get back into to Myanmar, and so they're all just stuck in these uh, refugee camps with nothing to do. Um, they have schooling there, but it, it really doesn't mean anything. It has no recognition in Thailand and no recognition in Myanmar. So it's it's helpful, but not really sufficient. And so that's why we've come up with a, a vocational training and. and um, we're able to bring in some of these youth, um, even ones that aren't necessarily refugee um, youth. We can take them in, give them training, give them understanding of um, work ethics and help them into smaller businesses that they can operate and even move back. Uh, when they can move back into Myanmar, then they will have skills available to them to be able to get work. So you're operating this hospitality, you've got a cafe restaurant and uh, basic and intensive hospitality training. You're also uh, functioning with a gym and you've got a kickboxing champion who's running that because there are young girls uh, who are especially vulnerable to abuse at this particular time in their lives. Yes, exactly. And we we never meant to to open a gym and, and it's actually... The, the gym manager has a great story. He he was actually part of the, the Myanmar military regime and uh, he was actually their champion kickboxer at the time. This was before he was a Christian, but now um, he's become a Christian. His life's changed. He's left the military and he came across the border and married a Christian girl. But um, he was in depression. He had sort of felt that God had left him behind that there was no future, no, he couldn't get work anywhere. All the Christians didn't trust him and didn't want them in their churches. And yeah, he was at a pretty desperate stage. We employed his wife as as manager for training. Um, but we heard his story, and so we called him in and said, how about starting a gym and teaching self-defense and you know, bringing youth off the streets um, where there's huge problems? And uh, yeah, giving them encouragement and speaking into their lives, and yeah, he just burst into tears. He just couldn't believe he'd have that opportunity, and so now he's um, been doing that for three years. He's been training self-defence, especially with the vulnerable girls. Many of the Myanmar um, schools have called him in to to train their girls and their students in self-defence because it's such an issue over there. And we've even had Bible schools asking to come and train their students in self-defence because they have a big problem with actual physical violence against them when they when they go out for outreaches. And so he's been spending six months in one Bible school teaching their, their students how to 
defend themselves. It's not something we typically think about as a subject in Bible training, and that is self-defense in case you find yourself into a certain circumstance. Hey, you've also got a a bookshop. You've got a Christian bookshop. Uh, All your stock is coming in from the U.S. Uh, You've got Mm -hmm. free distribution out of there, and you're trying to resource uh, pastors, Bible schools, and other organizations. How's all that going? Um, It's been amazing. It's slowed down a bit because of COVID, because the border's been closed a lot of the time. But um, so far, the last three years, we've we've had about a hundred tons of Christian literature, Bibles, um, uh, resources, youth resources, all coming in and being distributed among uh, predominantly uh, Burmese people. And so, just because of the opportunity, it's all free, just by donation only. And um, so they've been coming out across the border from all over Myanmar. Some of them have been travelling two days just to get there because it's such an opportunity for them. There's, they're very limited in, in resources inside Myanmar, and if they can get them, uh, they're very expensive. And so it's just been a huge um, yeah, success in, in doing that. And it's just amazing what the American Foundation is doing by sending them across to us. They send them in shipping containers, as many as we want, um, very regularly and free of charge. So your only condition is that we pass them on without charging. Phil, you provide lots of fodder for those who are listening to our conversation today who might pray for the ministry that you're involved in there on the border between Burma and Thailand. Uh, for yep. listeners who are able to help in some sort of substantial way, uh, how do they actually get involved? Is there a way they can make a donation? Oh, definitely, that's always appreciated. But we have uh, we have tax deductibility. And probably the easiest way to give would be go to our website, which is www.hebronusedirections.com, and all the details are there of how to go about that. And as far as prayer goes, I think the the, the main prayer that we have is when you're in a nation like this, it's it's so easy to, to do lots of things and do lots of stuff to help people, which is nice, but we really have to be careful to, to only do what God calls us to do. And that's that's one of our biggest prayers because we can waste all the time doing good things that look like they're good, but they're not doing what God wants us to do. So that's that's the main prayer point that we have. Well, with a military coup and hundreds of thousands displaced, uh, many of those from some of the Christian people groups uh, in the nation of Myanmar or Burma, and uh, a ministry like Hebron Youth Directions doing all they can to support people who are flooding towards the border and so many trying to escape. HebronYouthDirections.com is the website that Phil mentioned. Hebron Youth Directions. Phil and his wife Debbie founded Hebron Youth Directions. That's HebronYouthDirections.com. Phil, thanks so much for giving us some insights today on 2020. I really appreciate that, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.